Hey everyone, welcome to episode 194 of SEO this week. Thank you all for joining me. Those of you who watch on Periscope, welcome. Uh, just a note for admin purposes. I stopped streaming on Facebook. Seemed kind of, you know, I was getting a little bit like one or two views here or there, but kind of wasn't worth my time. So uh stopped doing that. So now we're on uh, Periscope, YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and the other podcast stuff. So uh, I think that, that's, that works for now. We're, we're going to see about Twitch maybe. Uh, again, that's a big maybe. Uh, and Mixcloud has the live streaming service too. But yeah, those are really music. So we'll see. But we'll see how that all goes in the future. Uh, decent amount of stories uh, for you today. Just kind of jump right in. First is uh, uh, the word clouds. That's a uh, it's a Python script that actually helps you create word clouds. If you don't know what they are, um, in the old days of WordPress, you had tag clouds. It's just you know you you mark your post with certain tags, and then it would create this quote unquote cloud of of, the, of those words based on a. Um, just whatever, in, in the case of Word Cloud, uh, WordPress. Um, so, but most people just stop using them. But they do make some decent images, and you can do some kind of cool uh, stuff with those. So, uh, this is uh, this post here shows you how to do it with Python. It's actually pretty easy. Uh, just playing with it. All the code's there. There's some ideas and stuff um, to help you uh, to accomplish this. And maybe even some data sources and stuff that you already have and that you weren't using. You can do that and create, if anything, some unique images uh, to share on the social networks and draw a little bit of attention uh, that may be helpful for you. So that'd be cool. Next is a Python script on how to scrape the Google Auto Suggest. I don't know if this would be as useful for for most people, considering plenty of tools out there now that are doing this. However, uh, AutoSuggest is pretty adaptive, right? So things change, etc. Uh, and I don't know how adaptive all those tools are. So if you're finding that your AutoSuggest is just not turning a lot of results versus what you see uh, in a hand done search, i.e. a manual search that you're doing yourself, then this Python script might be for you to check out. Next is an article by Robbie Richards. He's a, he did a, uh, an article on SEO campaigns. If you've ever followed Robbie before, you know that he does a lot of Excel templates. He's got a lot of systems uh, for everything that he does, and this one is no different. I would venture to say, though, that this post actually delves more into keyword research. And that main part of doing or creating an SEO campaign. So uh, just know that going in, and it may be something that you'll have to look at uh, in the future. Uh, but it is a good post. Uh, I like it. And I think there's some templates in there. I didn't look all that closely because I read, I've, I got access to a lot of Robbie's stuff anyway, uh, but it's certainly something to look at for yourself. Uh, next is a Google developer post. Um, this article is really, it's a, uh, how you want to call it? I don't, I don't want to say the ultimate guide, but it's a really good insight into what Google thinks you should be looking at, uh, in regards to large sites and crawling. 
uh, in specifically, you know, how to kind of shape things and how to see errors and how to uh, set up your website for success from the technical standpoint while the article is not written technically. Uh, so it's kind of easy to understand and you can get through it. Uh, if you've never dealt with a site, you know, hundreds of thousands or even millions of pages, um, you don't really appreciate crawl rate. Uh, versus if you're in a local business, crawl rate's probably not going to be all that important to you. So, you know, take this for what it is. If you're like, if you're dealing with large sites or you're dealing with uh, mass sites and you want to see about uh, how to leverage those a little bit better and get your indexing going a little bit better, then this might be something that you know, be worth checking out. Uh, and then finally, it's a Post on SEO forecasting. It is on the Moz blog, so warning right now in case you guys are <laughs> anti-Moz. But the um, there's a spreadsheet in there and everything. And what I like about this is it's not you're not just plugging in your keywords and then trying to guesstimate, you know, what your traffic may or may not be. You're actually looking at the historical data inside of your analytics and then kind of guesstimating. So it's based off of something that's a little bit more useful, in particular if you have a longer history of analytics. And one of the things you can actually forecast, and this is a great example, is let's say your market is really primarily, well, let's go Christmas lights. Christmas lights is a Christmas market, right? So October, November, December are probably going to be your prime times, maybe in the January when you're trying to do all your sales and get rid of all some stuff, and you're going to have some prime time traffic. Uh, and then the rest of the year is going to die out. Well, you can use this to kind of estimate how much traffic you're going to get for the next season. Uh, and then hopefully identify some keywords and stuff to to attack to not only meet those goals, but to set higher ones. So I think that'd be, that's going to be pretty cool, I think. Uh, for some reason, I didn't turn on my chat stuff. But if uh, that's it for the news story. So... If you guys have uh, any more articles and stuff like that you'd like to be highlighted inside of SEO Week, just SEO This Week, just let me know. I have a page on Digital Ear where you can submit the form, and uh, it'll you, know, you can share your share your content with me, etc. And if it makes a cut, then we'll show it off. Alrighty, so I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for the news. I don't have anything else for the highlights. Questions are up. And I think that's it. Yep. All right. So what we're going to do now is um, jump right into the schema. And then first I want to show you a couple ways to use schema.org to research your thing, research your schema. And in particular, we're going to look at real estate schema. And um, then we're going to play around with writing a, a little bit of it. I had some stuff broken up, but I had to restart my computer before we went. So we're going to go for fresh. I hope you don't mind. Let's jump straight to the screen. And we are going to go to schema, no, not schema app, schema.org. All right, as just kind of a quick refresher, if you haven't dealt with schema before, but this is pretty much the home base for everything, there is some nuances uh, between this and what Google is looking for because Google 
Well, Google is part of the collaborative community uh, for schema.org. They have their own rules, as do the rest of the web, the um, the search engines. So Google, Microsoft, Yahoo, and Yandex. Um, what Google says is standard, Yandex may not like, and versus what Yandex says is standard, Google doesn't like. So uh, you got to keep that in mind just as to when you're doing your testing and stuff. But at the end of the day, this is the home. Uh, that we want to go to. We're looking for real estate schema. In, in this particular case, I was asked to do, um, I was asked to do schema for a uh, apartment. So we're going to play around with that just a little bit uh, and kind of get that going. But what I also wanted to note is that there is a. Um, some other stuff that you want to drop in here. So let me, I got to get one more thing going. And I'll have to get the link out of my Slack. I wanted to show off my our schema tool this week, to be honest. We're writing this stuff out with our schema tool to make it a little bit easier. But I think that... The schema tool may not even have real estate stuff in it, which is good for us because I get to see stuff that you guys are writing and we can add to it. There you go. Boom. So you guys should see it. Let's see if I have it in here. I probably don't. We only did the major ones right off the bat. Yeah, real. it's not in there. Let me look in here. It's going to be real estate, I would imagine. Oops, too fast. Real estate attorney, agency. All right, so we want to do this. Okay. And I'm going to put merge to graph. And what's going to happen is it all goes down here. Then we also want to do, um, where is it? Real estate. Consultant, I'll put merge to graph, and it should have put it in there. I think it's kind of the same. Uh, yeah, it's only doing the one. So let's do, I want to get agency. Yeah, it's just going to be the same stuff. That's all right. So we're going to go with that. And then we have to add a real estate listing stuff. So the reason I'm showing you that is because you're never just going to write the real estate listing stuff. At least you shouldn't. I mean, you can just write the real estate listing stuff, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't be doing that. You should also be adding some other things. So you should be adding the uh, organizational schema. Uh, you should be adding web page schema and you should be adding website schema and ultimately it'll all go inside of this graph now obviously i didn't fill any of the things out so none of that stuff is in there um we could pop that in there just to kind of give you a little uh i don't know i guess let me do that let me do that just so we have something 
in the merge to graph for website. So there's website, uh, web page. I'm just going to add some stuff. Ta-da. I'll just do the same. Ta-da. Uh, so there's web page. And some other stuff. All right. So essentially you want to plug in this, this merge to graph stuff and get it all working. So, um, so that's why I, I wanted to show you this kind of like now is because we can actually combine all that stuff and actually work. But for the most part, when you're doing this, it's organization. This organization is typically going to be your real estate company is, uh, has this, is published this or your real, real estate agency uh, has published this website and this website is about this it also contains this web page and this web page is about the specific apartment right um, and then it'll have the real estate listing stuff on there that'll get you uh, going typically so what I like to do is actually start off with um, like some guesstimates, but really we don't have that. So I'm going to start off with a template. And if you don't have your own, um, this is how I make all of mine. Uh, I'll start off and I'll just kind of go find one. Uh, let's see. Let's look here. Junk plugins, use my junk plugin, blah, blah, blah. That's useless. I know that's going to be useless. This one might be worthwhile. There's a decent template. I don't want to start off with complete trash, though. We might have to. So I'll save that for now. Ah, it saved my stuff. Yay! And then this is actually coming in useful here in a minute. Uh, new file. View. If you're not using uh, Sublime or something like that to actually go through and do this, you should. It helps you with errors and identifying that stuff. Um, and here's a single family residence one that we did already. So I want to use this. And now we're going to go to town. All right. So I'm going to do some stuff just to clean it up because my OCD. All right. And we're going to do real estate. Listing, as a matter of fact, probably safe to say you guys can't see that, right? So I'm going to do that. I don't know where to Let me know if you can actually read the code. You don't have to, like, be able to read it as in see it, but I want you to be able to at least acknowledge that I'm putting some decent stuff in there or some stuff in there. 
Okay. And... Do you only add organization scheme to the homepage? Nope. I add it to every page. This business published this website. This website has this web page. It ties it all together. Especially if you believe the philosophy of Google only indexes pages, not websites, then you kind of have to do that, right? Um, and so... It just depends on how you put it in there. So let's go, let's say your your homepage, you just put your organization and your website, and you can do web page, and that's your homepage. And then on your articles, you, your primary schema would be article is uh, on this website or is on this web page that is part of this website that is published by this organization. So it's on there. It's just not organizational schema like everyone talks about, right? It's your organization is actually the publisher and you're listing the exact same schema in there as the publisher. Uh, so it's, you're, you know, you're skinning the cat. There's just two ways of different ways to do it. All right. So I want to go to, let's see. I'm going to go to part, apartments for rent. Phoenix, Arizona. I just want to find one. Let's find an apartment. It's got to be a real estate site. Someone's got to have a real estate site in here somewhere. If you've ever never done this, these sites are a pain in the ass to rank because you got to get through. You have to get through the algorithm's preference to directories and so and such unless you got a directory site or you're you're boosting up and you got a deep pockets you're gonna have a hard time competing with them especially for like homes for sale and all that stuff Um, but for the most part it actually you know you can't it is possible it just it's kind of a pain in the ass so um, that's why you're gonna find real estate agents typically in the back rows all right, so we're going to, I know that this one is missing. I'm going to do that. Come on. Fucking fat fingers. Okay. I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to put date posted in there. So what I'm doing is I'm going through here and figuring out all of these lines. What do, what do I need? Um, and... What can I get with uh, this particular schema? This one is least length. And I cheated a little bit. It's right here. I'm going to take this and drop it in right there. I'm just going to put in that. And then it. See those error codes, how they popped up? That's perfect. That's what we want. We want to see those things because that's uh, how we know we're missing things. In particular, if you've ever uh, messed around with schema and you fought with the dreaded, I can't figure out the stupid quotations and the closing brackets and all that madness. This is 
this is how you take care of it, how you identify that stuff. So there's least length. We needed that. And then also date posted is actually a date time. So when you open that, actually, I think I can just go with this one. And let's see if we get lucky. And there's an example. No date. So... But it's going to be the same format, essentially. So I'm going to delete this, 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 this. Date. And we're looking for... Partial date offer... Date, start date, upload valid to permit. I'm looking for text. I want to kind of want to make this easier, right? So there's date, time, and date. Arrival time, delivery, booking, check-in, date created, date issued, date posted. So let's go. Let's test this out, actually. Before we get ourselves up in a huff. Oh. I want to do. What is today's date? 210201. Uh, comma needs this to clean that up and let's see if we got date even close to what they're looking for uh, do schema penalties come only for manual reviews or not no it is a it's a little mix of both really so the only scheme of penalty that Google's been handing out is the reviews penalty, and they've since kind of knocked that down. So, um, there haven't been a whole lot of a whole lot of them since people kind of finally caught on and stopped um, figured out the reviews thing, and stopped putting it site wide. Uh, but at the end of the day, that was the only one that they're doing. I would venture to say it's probably the only one we're ever going to see because if they started handing those out for using elements that are actually uh, inside of schema.org, it, it narrows down which ones are actually valuable the most for rankings. Uh, in particular, like if you're doing article schema, you can add keywords, for example, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so you want their, my guess is they're going to want to be a little bit careful with that stuff. Right. So, um, so right now there's, there is no other manual penalties other than that or other penalties going around widespread other than that. The, the only other thing that I could see, and I've yet to have a penalty from schema is them going through a competitor going through and seeing something that looks odd to them. And then them going into webmaster forum and submitting the post and saying, why is all this schema here? How come, you know, blah, 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 it's ranking number one. And then maybe that might cause some issues, but I highly doubt it. 
I mean, if you're smart and you're writing a good schema uh, at the end of the day and you're doing it the way I teach, um, then you're doing it the way uh, the schema.org tells you to do it and you're passing, I mean, what can I do, right? Uh, so I think you're you're pretty good. You're safe from schema penalties. Just don't put review stars all over your website. And you're good. Keep them on specific pages, and you're uh, you're set. Let's see. What about if you're taking aggregate score from GMB two? Was there any impression it should be limited to just home? People just teach. Um, people should be teach. People teach what they think is right, not what they've tested. And I can tell you that I've tested both variations, and it works uh, like gangbusters putting it across the place. Again, Google is indexing and ranking web pages. They're not ranking websites. So if you have your organizational schema on the homepage and you have a local business and that's just tied to just that homepage, then that's all fine and dandy. And if you want to, don't want to put it on the rest of them, then don't do it. Don't take my word for it. Just don't do it. You know, obviously you want to be lazy or you just don't believe me, then <laughs> then don't put it on a, across the website. Don't list the, your organization as the, as the publisher, and then don't reference your organization inside of your schema, and don't tie your organization to an entity, and don't establish the entity for your business as being related to X, Y, and Z. And I've shown this before, and I think this is probably the last time I'm ever going to do it. So look here. My schema has my name in it, obviously, right? I'm the author, and I have my agency in it. This is what's happening as a result of it. Search engine optimization, SEO, marketing, it's tied to my company. Um, and then the actor guy stuff kick, kicks in, right? So director, actor, marketing topics, uh, rank schema course, SEO. These are all things that Google says holy crap, this guy is associated with all of this stuff. And the only way that that happens, the only way that you feed the beast is A, content, and just assume that Google is smart enough to read all your content, or B, assume that it's somewhat smart enough, but it needs a little help. And that's where schema comes in. And having that stuff all tied in and putting it in all the organization in particular, because that's what Christopher is asking specifically about is um, like I said, you list it on the homepage organization, this website, this organization, this webpage, there's your homepage, your homepage schema is done. Right. And then on your individual pages, this website has this webpage, it contains this article, this article is published by these people. And that's where your organization goes into. It all ties together. It's all important to be there. The honestly, Christopher, the only thing I can really say at the end of the day is the people who told you who say that are lazy and they want to do schema that looks like this. That's the lazy man schema. That kind of stuff triggers rich snippets. And frankly, at the end of the day, that's all they could give two shits less about. Good schema, the schema that's doing what we want it to do in feeding machine learning, the AI, the rank, whatever the hell you want to call it, the Berts and Ernie's and all that madness, that looks like this. And you're feeding the beast. You're making sure the machine in the machine language knows what the hell you're talking about and who did it. Okay, so 
There we go. <laughs> Hopefully I beat that one in the dead horse for you. All right, so good. We did the date, right? Let's go on. <clears throat> Lease length, I want to get that. Let's say your lease length is for a year uh, or 12 months. There we go. We did that. Breadcrumb, we don't need. Main content of page, uh, we don't need. But you could. You could do main content of page. And let's see if there's some jump links on here that will get us to you. Um, where are we looking for? I want to link to you. Uh, there is no jump links. It's kind of stupid. Um, let's pretend we got one. Nah, I can't even do that. There we go. This would be jump, the jump link. So let's go to main content of page. Make sure I spell it right. Yeah, there we go. Main content of page. And then we want to do a jump link. So I'm just going to fake it because that site doesn't have... It's so you can click on like description, like you go to Redfin or Zillow or whatever, right? And you have those jump, those um, uh, little accordions that you can pick out and stuff, and go to description or more information about this, etc. We're doing the, we're I'm just faking that these guys actually have their game together, and we're gonna put it in there just like that. I have my little error message, so that means I did something wrong. It's probably this. Now let's go to the next one. Uh, let's see. Primary image of page. We can do that one. Image. Now there's no keywords in here. So how are we, or why are we, why would we even? Do this, and, and the really the the main reason is that you want to um, leverage some other features that Google or that Google's got for us, right? So one of those other features is Google Lens or Google Vision, um, and it can actually read text and stuff that's in there. And this particular website just happens to have an image uh, with text in it, so we kind of want to associate this address with this picture, um, with our schema. That way, if someone is doing a search and happens to be in Phoenix and knows about this apartment complex, which is honestly, is the only way they're going to find this, um, then it'll be tied into that image. Let's see if they're doing it right. There you go. It's right there. See, so this stuff, you know, it, it, it works. They're, they're reading it and there's tying it into there. And obviously it's on, it's not even on the, on the site we're using some, they're kind of, you know, swapping pictures around and stuff, but, um, you get the point and you could do that with pretty much any of these. They're already tied into, you can put text on there or you can create some new ones and put text on there and tie it in specifically to this and then use that primary image of page to kind of help it along with your image SEO. Uh, related link. I mean, you could use related link. It's up to you, especially let's say you have, um, do you actually have the, the websites that this, 
This place actually has a website. Let's say that. Uh, you can put that in there as a related link and just kind of ties it into that location a little bit better. I'm not going to review uh, do that at this point. Uh, significant link. Let's see if there's any significant links on here. Ask about our move. There's one right there. So we'll copy this one. I like this one. If you're doing silos, think about how you can use significant link. You can jump to each one of them, for example, or whatever your primary or, um, top of your silo is. You can do significant links. It should be significant link. I want to make sure. Yep, significant link. Uh, speakable. I play around and dabble with that, but really, at the end of the day, it's probably not necessary. Um, there's just some things that I, you know, you can and you can't do. All right, so let's get into this. We want to go to abstract. Abstract is brief summary. So let's get a brief summary. There we go. We've got the a, the address, and the rates. So boom. There's our abstract. Um, let's see what's next. There we go. <laughs> Access mode. Uh, not really going to help you in SEO perspective. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Access accessibility. Readers and stuff. If you, let's say, I'm not going to do this for this example, but let's say that your apartment has uh, handicap accessibility features, ramps, larger elevators, wider doorways, all that kind of stuff. You can actually drop that into here. Um, obviously, use these these web schema wikis. I'll open one up here uh, to get more like standard things that you can add in here. It's like here's the some expected text and stuff and things that you can do to it, right? Uh, and you can look in through here and see what your property qualifies for and hit that up and do it better. I'm telling you, if you're targeting handicapped audience uh, or you know that your target audience consists of a lot of handicapped people paying a good amount of attention to this accessibility stuff will do you wonders because the readers and all that other stuff is already adapted and teached and learned and looking for this stuff uh, to make that a whole lot easier person accountable if you hmm, i like using this one really if you're doing a um uh, an author thing, and, and since we're not necessarily doing author stuff, I'm going to leave it out. License, we don't really need. Aggregate rating, we could put that in there if you have it. But again, uh, like here is this stuff, but it's this is in a review setting. This is not a rating thing, so that would get you in trouble with your schema um, stuff that we talked about. So we don't need aggregate rating. Alternative headline, that's a good one. And we can double down on this. Let's go. We're trying to rank for this building here. And I want to get rid of some of this noise. There you go. Uh, assesses. 
you know, it's a, it's another text opportunity to drop a little bit of word in there, but you don't really need it. Audio, don't need it. Unless if you're a real estate agent, you can use that and just walk around with a micro recorder and have like an audio file on your page um, for people who just want to listen to, hey, this house has blah, 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 blah. You know, that's, and that would, might be a good idea if you're a real estate agent, just because you can, um, you can really kick that off. I'm going to go a little bit crazy here with this. Uh, this is the award one. Uh, when you're actually building this and you want to do like list multiples, use these two brackets right here. It's pretty easy. You can find that on uh, what ranks and or anywhere example anywhere and get it going. So we're going to go uh, best apartments building in Phoenix. We're giving us some rewards. Let's see what else. What other rewards can we give us? Uh, I don't know. Let's make some up. Top departments with free utilities. Uh, oops. Put that back. Um, come on, guys. Any any other suggestions? Uh, let's see. Is there an apartments award? Let's see. Awards for apartments. Ooh. Apartments award program. We're not going to say we won. We're just looking for some keywords to drop in here. Uh, what? Uh, oh, top apartments. Uh, apartments for people in their 20s. That's weird. Top uh, apartments for people over 55. Let's do that one. Um, best apartments for people with kids and just because I'm teaching you guys and we're having fun best apartments for people with STDs KI oh god D S <laughs> I cracked myself up all right, so you can get you kind of get the the gist. I can actually um, actually let's add one more for relevance, just because I'm going to have fun. Um, best apartments in Phoenix and best apartments on what is the street? Fifty Third Avenue. Avenue. Uh, and we want to get a little bit of zip. So best apartments eight five zero four three. Zip code area. There we go. Now we're done. Alrighty, let's see. 
Ooh, top of the entities. That's a good one. Let's go. Top amenities for hmm, top amenities for hurricane weathers. Apartments for working mothers. As you see, more than likely, people aren't even going to search for these, right? But we get a little bit of relevance. We get apartments, we get amenities, we get best, we get top, we get Phoenix, we get free utilities. Um, there are people that search for this, uh, search for this, search for without kids. There are people searching for apartments on 53rd Avenue. There are people who are just searching for partners in Phoenix in general. Um, and so we're adding it in there to get a little bit of relevancy. Uh, in regards to penalties, because I get asked this every time I show this, oh, you're going to keep stuffing your keyword stuffing and you're going to get in trouble. No, no, you're not. Unless, of course, you open your um, keyword tool and, and put in there like 400 words, then maybe someone's going to say something to you. Um, but for the most part, as long as you apply some common sense, you're going to be all right. So let's go for our next one. Uh, citations. Citations are awesome. If you are in the medical niche, and I think I've addressed this before, you should be using citations. So we are going to search for this address, like so. And bam. Now I want that one. Um, that one. This one. And I want this one. This one. We don't want map quests because screw map quests. Ready and. I clicked one extra that I don't want. But we know we want their website, so boom. We know that we want realtor.com. Yep, that's the apartment building, so we're good. And we know we want apartment finder. Why, Clint, why would you do this if you're trying to rank your site? Why would you cite all these other ones? I am building the association. So these are all domains that Google knows, likes, and trusts, either by algorithm or because they're actually good. More than likely algorithm, but, you know, some of them are actually good. Uh, And I am tying them together by citing them. Saying, hey, Google, my page is about this place, the Seagull Suites at this address, and it, air-conditioned apartment at, we have, (coughs) it's about, and it's about this, and also, here's where the rest of the information is, it's verified. We're not lying. This is real. So it's kind of the... 
I'm not going to say I'm building a knowledge graph, i.e. for a link graph kind of thing. I'm not doing that. I'm just building the association so that Google knows or the bot knows, hey, what I'm doing, apartment buildings, these are kind of sites I'm supposed to show, and then I list all these sites that I reference. And obviously, if I'm referencing all of these sites, and obviously it must be about that thing. So ergo, I should have more room to rank it. It should be more related to it, right? So that's kind of that's what we're doing with the citations. That works awesome when you're doing medical stuff, you're doing product reviews, um, you're doing health, finance, anything that requires like anything that you would think of where your money, your life, find the top sites that Google loves in your money and your life and use them for citations. And you're going to see a lot of success doing that. All right, so let's see. Comment, don't need. Integers, I don't need. Conditions of access. Mm. That's actually pretty good right there. Available at appointment. Let's go like that. Let's do that. Let's go. Conditions. Where the hell is that? There it is. Of access. And it's texts and it's available by appointment from the. Watch what I did here. It's being all apartments. Phoenix. Apartments manager. <laughs> and you guys see what I did? Why did I why did I choose that? I can use text, right? Why did I choose the text that I did? Uh, let's see. Content rating, you don't need because it's not content. Copyright notice, we don't need. Corrections, date created, date modified, we don't need it. You would use this date modified, date published, date created. If you're on, you have your, um, let's say you're a um, an agency and you're constantly doing it over and over and over again, or you're kind of you're updating your descriptions, you're optimizing it for uh, people that are looking to buy or looking to rent. You could actually drop that in there. Typically, I don't do that though because it's, you just forget to update it. Right, so if you forget to update it, you send mixed signals from what your CMS is sending, and it kind of screwed Google up a little bit. So, uh, so unless there's like a big need in, in your search results, and your search results tell you whether it needs the date modified and date published stuff, um, I leave those out. Encoding format, we don't need genre, we don't need headline. Headline is awesome, so we can do headline. Come check out the Let's see best place to live in the eight five zero four three zip code on fifty third Avenue. Minimize it. 
One, one more time. In language, you can. I don't really bother with it. Interactivity type, I don't bother with. Main entity. Don't really need it. I mean, I could. I can do main entity uh, and then set up thing and then do address. Might as well. Let's see. Main entity. Uh, type. Thing. Don't think it's uh, this is what I want to hear. Address postal address. I'm just looking for a template to make it easier. There we go. address there's another one that might be better street address it's postal address postal address I'm gonna use this let's go main entity Make sure I set it up right. Address, and then I want to need to do Yeah, it's gonna look for postal address. Stupid. Postal address, and then I need this stuff right here. All right, Phoenix, Arizona. Eight five zero four three. Where's the address? There it is. Psh, psh, psh. Oh, come on. Do this. Clean it up. Check. Boom. All right. So that's. I do that just so I know that where I need to stop, right? Uh, oh, and I rolled all the way up to the top. Like, moron. Could you use provider and put some real estate guru or famous person related to the real estate? If the owner is... Let's say you were selling Brad Pitt's old house 
and you talk about that inside of the thing uh, because it's part of your marketing campaign, then I say go for it. But otherwise, uh, in this case, in real estate, in the case of real estate, you kind of want to leave that out. Because most places, especially apartment buildings, are going to be run by part, uh, either an apartment manager who doesn't own it or a property manager who doesn't own it. And the owners ne- doesn't necessarily you know, want to be... It's not that they're ashamed of it. They just don't want to be tied to it, right? So that may not be their their entity, as it were. Um, so I wouldn't mess with it. If you're a developer and you have your own real estate agents and stuff, then that would be pretty cool because a lot of houses are sold, especially when the developers um, well known in the area. There are a lot of they're sold based off of that, um, or that's one of the. This is this is an indicator of quality, right? Teaches is another good schema to use. We don't need it here, especially, but if you're doing how-to stuff, then it's awesome. Text is good. Uh, let's see. What can we do with text? What do they got in here? Uh, ooh, this is a good one. So let's do... Oops. Text. Um, Let's see what else we got. What happened? There we go. Uh, Typical age range. Only if you're going for that kind of thing. And then as you get down here to all of them, they all have these. You can use these in all of them. So let's say you have your real estate website, you have your Zillow listing, you have your uh, home.com, you have your apartments.com, and you haven't listed those in the citations, put them in the same as because those are all your listings. Um, And you can uh, leverage same as, subject of, URLs, you know, I don't, think URLs in here is it we haven't even put that in there yet so we can do that we'll do URL um, and drop that in there's an error message we fixed it uh, let's see uh, disambiguated description I always do it this way because disambiguated is a hard word to spell. I'm going to drop that in here, and then I want to go to here. Description. Um, let me delete this because it's dumb having verified in there. We offer blah, 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 blah. And because I have no imagination whatsoever. Quillbot, paraphrase. Do, do, do. Paraphrase. It's doing its thing. Copy. And didn't change it much. You only changed one word. That's, I don't care. Um, and then alternative name. Oops. Oh, 
alternative thing. Come on. Call it sweets. Of Phoenix, and do we need anything else? Additional types don't need. All right, so should be good. Let's see. Now we got to fix it, um, and we got to figure out where to skip top amenities. Uh, let's see, whatever. There's a comma missing. Trick to these tools. You'll see it says there's an error on line 28. The error is not actually on 28. It's on the line above it. So you go here. Nine. There we go. And one error is not authorized by Google. So here's the here's an example. This one is not recognized as an object for real estate listing. But you just saw it was in here. It was in the default stuff for uh, schema. So whereas schema says you can add this to everything, Google says you can't. And that's one of the downsides of them killing this tool. But they are moving it over to um, Google uh, schema.org. So let's go in here. This is the new one that everyone wants to us to use. And I don't want to analyze, and I can't stop it. So we're going to go here. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to do a new test. Fuck off. I want to do code. Test the code. And it doesn't matter if you're testing it with a smartphone or whatever. It, it, the only difference you're going to see there is uh, the available rich snippet stuff. Parsing error missing in array, line 28, which is line 27, which we talked about earlier. It's this. I'm going to run the test. It's probably going to make me remove alternative name. Nah, you see? Not eligible for rich snippets because we didn't really do anything that uh, does the rich snippet stuff. Um, but we're good so far. Okay, so we did that. Now I want to do something cool. Why don't you go add ID? And I want to find our URL. Actually, I'm just going to go. Yeah, I'm going to do a URL because I'm going to do it again. To put trailing slash, and then I want to put listing. Okay. A lot of people use that ID, and they're like, "Oh, I put my Google URL in there." That's not exact. That's not anything at all. Of what that does, it doesn't associate shit. All it's saying is this part of the schema is related to that part of the schema it's tying those two together so if you put your machine id in there your knowledge graph or your map 
CID. None of that shit's doing you any good. You're absolutely doing zero for your maps rankings. Uh, okay, so you've been warned. Next, I want to show you something cool that you can do with your homes for sale in Flagstaff. Come on, Flagstaff Arizona. You see this right here? Hopefully you can see it. That is an event. It's not an event. You know what I mean? No, it's not an event. Like a virtual tour is not an event. But that's event schema that's driving that. So we're going to go over here. And we're going to run the structured data testing tool on this. So if you are a real estate agent and you're doing 3D stuff, you need to be adding event schema because that's how those rich snippets pop. We're going to steal their schema. Once it opens, you're welcome to system. Thanks. Appreciate you. Let me go over here, and I want that line where the event schema is. And it's fucking, there we go. Where is you? There it is. That's all of their schema. I want to get their event schema. No, I'm not going to do you. Pissing you off, clown. Look, it's backwards. That's weird. It's going backwards. That's crazy. I want that whole line. Copy that whole line, and then I want to. What the hell's the name of that site? Dirty markup, beautiful. Ten best, JSON, and clean. Come on. I'm only looking for. Clean. Yeah, tricky. Identified it really good. That usually works. You need a little bit of patience when you're doing that and you're trying to tear that stuff apart. We're going to move on for the sake of the show. We're going to put this stuff. I'm not going to write it out. Um, I'll do it for my, probably for my students, but uh, I'm not going to write it out. But you can drop this event schema in, and in this, as you saw, this is related to the 3D. Um, the 3D stuff, um, you can also uh, do 
and this schema is actually even misorganized because offer is not a type of an event. Well, it could be type of an event. Um, there's your organizer. This is where you put the person, i.e. the agent, or if you're doing the organization, you can put the organizer and put your organization in there. Um, but in the, in this particular case, this is the 3D tours. You can do the open houses, uh, all that stuff, and, and put it in here. You're probably going to have better luck as a agent doing the 3D tour stuff than you are the open houses because the open houses are just kind of minimized, and I think pretty sure google knows how to read the date um so do the uh, the 3d tours and you will be all set i don't know like we can't see one thing i can't see in here is the event dates and start dates my guess is that is programmatic and that's why we're having such a hard time pulling it out see it's right there but i think and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly positive that that part is written programmatically to update for the date. Like if we went in there tomorrow and did this search, the date would say the second, right? Uh, so that may be something that you guys have to consider uh, just you know, to pop that in or talk to your devs and see about doing that. Um, or just think out 30 days out, just every 30 days, you know, you got to go in there and update it. If you don't have a dev that can implement that kind of stuff, this is, this is uh realtor.com. So my guess is I'm going to go with that's programmatically created on each page and updated, uh, at the end of the day. And this, I'm not even sure, like I haven't even checked any sold listings that have three D's, uh, reviews, but I'm pretty sure the three D tour goes away. Uh, when it's sold, so maybe the schema goes away too. So you might need to check that out. This one's pending for sale, so that might be um, already sold. This would be good if you just wanted to check that out. Watch the listing and see if it um, if it sells. So you'll see that uh, inside of the YouTube video. Uh, if you're on a podcast, we're looking at 1790 West Caleb Lane in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, if you want to look that up uh, for yourself to see if the after it's sold, that uh, entity schema goes away. Uh, but for the most part, you want to add this, the event schema, to the rest of this, uh, and that will actually build it all out. So when you're done, it'll. This is 49 lines now. You're going to drop probably what, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 25, 30, no, 35 lines in there, your organizational schema, et cetera. So your schema is going to be roughly 200-ish lines. Uh, in our case, we're just going to pretend that we're all done. We added that in there. And what I do is kind of a standard practice. As you saw what they did, they minified it, right? So you should you should probably do it too. And the only reason I say that is because you're going, you're not trying to hide from Google. Google can read code whether it's minified or not. Uh, you're trying to hide from the lazy asses who don't want to take the time to write their schema right and steal your stuff as a template, and you just make it a little bit harder for them. Obviously, this is not the end-all, be-all method because you can see there's tools to unminify as you will. Um, but uh, at, at least, you know, you're just adding an extra step for them uh, so that they can deal with your minified code. And if you don't know what that looks like when it's all said and done, 
that's minified. It just makes it a little bit harder for you to figure out stuff out. Schema rookies will have a really hard time doing this, um, but a pro just knows you can come in here and go to unminified.com, drop your code in here, uh, select all, paste, uh, unminify. Come on. I think all my tools are broken today. It may be ghost. That may be my problem. Select all. Paste. Yep, I bet you it's ghost. Let's try this one. Clean. There we go. Ta-da! All pretty. Um, so, and that's how I started building out my templates in the first place. I was that lazy guy that went around and stole schema, and then I realized that everyone was using the same tools, and their schema probably stopped right around here. Because uh, they were using plugins and tools and just capturing their rich snippets, and they were being really lazy about it. Uh, and I wanted to excel and do more than that, so I started building my own stuff. Uh, and as you can see, it kind of actually gets out to be quite a lot. Here's an example. Before we leave, this is today's episode. The article, it's all the keywords, it's all the citations. These are the articles I talked about inside of the episode. Headsets, this beginning descriptions, it was created today. Main into the other page is this web page, made by, is part of this website. And it has all these potential actions and stuff that you can do. It's about all of these things, and it mentions all of these things, and it has this video on it, and I am the publisher, and I know about recognize schema, structured data market, digital marketing, online marketing. And it was published by this organization, and here's all the organizational schema. See what it did there? So... I think this one is, and this is a template, so it takes me five minutes now to do it. Well, maybe a little bit more than five minutes, but 267 lines, uh, and it's a template. So if you're doing the same stuff over and over and over and over again, make a template and uh, make this whole schema thing a whole lot easier on yourself. It's not that hard. Like it's, it can be seem scary, but at the end of the day, schema is not that hard. Uh, it's just a little bit of time uh, investment. Pay attention to the code. Get the right tool like Sublime Text to show you the errors as you're doing it, so you don't have to go into the structured data testing tool and figure out commas and quarterly backets. Uh, get it, do it all in advance. Uh, and it and milled yourself some templates. If you're doing the same stuff over again and you don't have templates for schema, uh, you're kind of just a glutton for punishment, I guess. You're a sadist, as it were. Um, have this stuff out. Have it broken up so that you can do some more stuff with it and yeah, make your life a whole lot easier. Let's see. Could you use provider inputs in real estate? Oh, we already talked about that one. Uh, hopefully uh, I answered all of your questions, everybody. We don't have any more questions. I'd like to thank you for watching. If you would like to learn more about real estate schema or any other schema, uh, for that matter, check out whatranks.com. I have my schema course on there and we'll be updating it um, pretty soon. And since uh, I already went out and 
wrote all this stuff. I'm going to add this as a as one of the uh, modules in there. We'll rewrite it, add some more stuff to it, and, and flesh this schema for real estate all out. Uh, and then I'll put the template in there uh, as well, and that'll help for everyone. Uh, thank you all for watching SEO this week, episode 194. Or listening if you're on the podcast. Be sure to hit like, share, the bell, thumbs up, thumbs down, subscribe, something. Uh, engagement is engagement. It's valuable everywhere we go. And uh, as content creators, we need you. We need your love. And with that, I hope you all have a great week. And I'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye.